This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey guys, here's a message from one of our partners, SpiderVPN. As we all know, browsing the internet can be full of hidden dangers and snoopers, but you can easily protect yourself and at the same time get access to all your favourite websites and streams by using SpiderVPN. They have some amazing offers right now and I've come highly recommended. Check them out at spidervpn.org and uh, get yourself some great offers now. And don't forget to mention Dazzling Dave or Always Wolves to get yourself a real nice discount. That's spidervpn.org. Good evening, everyone. Um, good evening to everyone in the uh, chat. Uh, good evening to everyone, um, whether you're listening to this live, uh, watching this live on YouTube on my channel, or whether you're watching it back on playback or you're listening to it on the Always Wolves podcast. Um, you know, it's always good uh, to get together after a game, but God, I am I'm a bit um I'm a bit vexed. It's fair to say that I'm a bit vexed. Um Wolves have lost um after a two-week break where the players could go off and obviously spend some time with the families, which I think is really important, but it felt like they were still on the beach in the first half. And um, it's a game where I had high hopes, this channel had high hopes, everyone that spoke on transfer deadline day that rang in and all the people in the uh, chat, we had high hopes of uh, reaching a, a cup final. My dad's 85 years of age. It's his lifelong dream to go to an FA cup final with me and sing abide with me and, the second year running, I wouldn't say that uh, Bruno Large put out a team to lose because he, he put out a strongest team that he could, I guess. But we've gone out in the fourth round to, to a Norwich team that really doesn't need an FA Cup run. Their focus is staying up in the Premier League. And the first half, especially, we were, you know, both tides were very good, to be honest. But, you know, I'm very, very disappointed. And I'm going to be very interested to hear what our pundits have to say. In the uh, in their thoughts, and you guys obviously um, have your say in the chat as well. 
please smash a like on the video. Please share it on your groups. Let's get as many Wolves fans on. Let's actually really say how we're feeling tonight. And we're going to kick off with friend of the show, young Paul Mansell. Hi, Paul. Hi, Dave. I'll take being called young. Thanks for that. Uh, well, Hi, everyone. You're, 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 you're a tad younger than me, aren't you? So there you go. So you're classed as. And if you do want to comment um, in the uh, the chat, um, all you need to do is be a subscriber for one minute and you'll be able to uh, make a comment and we'll some, put some of the best comments up on the uh, on the screen. And I want to thank, of course, as always, uh, Spider VPN. The link's in the, uh, in the, in the description below for uh, supporting the channel. Paul, you went today with your girls? I did, yeah. It was cold. It was windy. It was a tad wet. Um, it was not quite what we were thinking it would be. No. Um, the first word I think that comes to mind is disappointing, isn't it? I mean, when the draw was made, we all said this is a, well, this is a good draw. Well, Tom out here said awful performance. Yeah, this this is a this is a good draw for us. You know, a team that's probably not going to prioritise the cup at home. Avoided all the big teams. You know, this should be a great opportunity to move through into the fifth round, into the last 16. But in that first half, especially, we just did not show up. There was Norwich had one good chance, I think, Adam Ida, um, yeah. about halfway through the first half. Ruddy made the save. And John Ruddy made a really good save. Apart from that, nothing else happened in the half. And We've had a few away performances where we could say that. If you think back to the reverse fixture, for instance, yeah. Yeah. pretty much nothing happened. Um, Crystal Palace away. Um, but we've had, obviously, some good results recently. But if you think back to Southampton at home, Sheffield United at home, in both those matches, we probably should have been a goal down before we started. Against Brentford, not much happened in the first half an hour. But again, you know, we weren't on the front foot. And I, I'm seeing a pattern emerge. Um, since the Man United match where we really, you know, went on them early on. Didn't away, they? Yeah. At Man United. In the other games, we just haven't been able to impose ourselves early in the match. And that's Bruno's homework for the next few days. He's got to work out what it is that's stopping us in the first half an hour of matches. We don't even look anywhere near scoring in the in the first half an hour. And perhaps a bit of credit to the opposition, you know, in, in those games. They, they come out, they close us down and they don't give us an inch. But we've got to be creative and think of other ideas to beat the the closing down strategy that teams are naturally gonna use against us so his homework is sort out the first half an hour of matches because even though we've been having some good results i think we could have been one down in all of our last couple of home games uh, well you make a really good point there because the man united game away we were hungry we yep. were all over them we, we were on the front foot we had energy and bear in mind, this was not long after the COVID break as well. And we thought, are oh, they going to have any energy? They had bundles of energy. And yeah. we were right on the front foot. And we took the game to United. They never got back into it. And today, 
you know, you've got a full house at Molyneux, barring a few seats scattered around and Norwich not filling out their allocation. You've got the the Glen uh, the Hughes stand or the Gene Kelly stands back open as well. You know, we've got Dinny who's uh, from over from Ireland. I I was also um, speaking to some guys from Barcelona and Madrid. They were um, I was having a a chocolate before I'm out with my dad, a hot chocolate. And they were sat on the table and I saw them drawing a sign and it said Semedo. And I talked to them. I've got them on the uh, the match day vlog and they were trying to get Semedo's shirt. And they were over from Barcelona and Madrid to come and support Wolves. Could you believe? Um, it's crazy. And, um, you know, I'm just disappointed for, the, for everyone, for the people. Uh, there's another couple... Um, I saw um, a couple of subscribers I saw in where we went to have a curry today and they come all the way up from Norfolk I met someone else from Kent. Those are long journeys. Probably yeah. uh, some of these people that travel a long, long, long way, obviously they got in for the FA Cup match because, of, you know, the tickets, not everyone goes. It's not the Premier League, which is still a fantastic attendance. And they haven't seen the, the Wolves that we've seen. Um, and the manager of the month... Bruno Larger watched his thing. He said, it's not a curse. I was trying to say that, but I don't know. Martinho wasn't in the game, was he, in the first half? And, and he's been such an influential player for us in the last few games. And um, I think that was a reason why we didn't get going in the in the first half, that he wasn't involved very much. Um, I felt a bit sorry for Fabio Silva, especially in the first half, because he had absolutely nothing to feed off. Um, there was no crosses coming in. There was no balls to put him in the channel, you know, running onto. So after after half time, though, I did think whatever he said at half time did make an impact. And I thought it's a matter of time here before we score. We really cranked up the pressure. Pedenza's shot hit the post and could have Should gone have back in. Should have felt. Yeah, a player of his ability. It's a good chance. Um. And I thought it's just a matter of time, but then it just started to peter out again. So back to the drawing board, and I think some more different ideas are required when our initial plan isn't working. Um, Paul, I've got to. Um, I saw the, the team selection today, and obviously Trink. You know, we're missing Neto, we're missing Wang. Uh, Adama's gone out on loan. Probably never to be seen again in a wool shirt, obviously, if they get the money. And then Trinko comes down with COVID, and you've got four attacking forwards there out yeah. on the game. And he plays what I thought was going to be a, a 3 5 2 when I saw Don Donker, but Den Donker seemed to be playing in the three up top. And I just, for the life of me, can't get my head around that. They seem to have this move, this tactic they were trying to do where Cody was trying to feed him in over the top. Yeah. Then Donker, they tried that ball about four times in the first half. It was a strange selection and a strange ploy, I think. But I will say in Den Donker's defence, I thought he had a good game at Brentford and made an impact on the game. But to play him in that kind of almost like a forward role was strange. Um, but looking at the manager's post-match comments tonight, he's almost, to me, said, you know, 
that he's, he's done the best that he can with the players that he's got, which I interpret as I could do with a few more players, really. Well, so. we know, we, 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 I mean, we could do with a few more players. And I think how well we've been doing in January has taken a little bit of the heat off the transfer window in... Uh, in yeah, that's a good point. Because uh, if we'd have had a bad January, it, it would have been a meltdown. But, like, we've had a great January. Okay, you got curtailed. And I hope this isn't going to be a horrible uh, February. Because, I, I mean, I just was really bit bamboozled. He says he hasn't got the players. Okay. But why, you know, and when we watched us play Norwich away, we needed that extra player in the middle of the park. And you thought, okay, three in the middle. And you, with what we've got, um, we've got Fabio and Pedence playing up front together. It can work, and he didn't play that, and he never switched it again. When he he made the sub, a strange substitution, you know, Totti Gomez, who I didn't think do it, did anything wrong. He Not takes him off and puts um, Raul on, and I'm thinking, okay, we've gone to a back four, and then the next minute, then Donkers dropped in the back three from the front three. It was a strange. We were trying to make sense of it. Around us. Why would he do thing... that? Or why? What is the thinking? Explain to me. Why has he taken Totti Gomez off, who's already in the back three, having a decent game, and then putting Raul on, not changing to a flat back four to get more, you know, in you know, up front or playing for this, and puts then Donker from who was playing left sided, uh, right sided. <laughs> Um, up front, why would he do that? I don't, I don't, what, what's the thinking? Explain it the to only, me. The only thing I can think, and I'm really clutching at straws here, is that he wanted to keep this roughly the same shape for a bit longer. And he's and he's thought, if I put Den Donker into the back and I need to then go to a four at the back, I can just move him into midfield without making another change. Whereas, but then he takes Den Donker off. Yeah, so that that didn't make sense. The only other thing that I could think, and again, I'm clutching at straws, is Kilman's a left-footed, left-footed central defender playing on the right. But if you move him over to the left, it changes his passing lanes a little bit because a, a left-footer on the left will perhaps more naturally pass in a different way to a left-footer on the right. I'm clutching at straws, but that's... That's all. That's all I can think. I didn't really understand. I was very surprised when he made mean, that change. You didn't understand. I was. I'm, I've got to be honest with you. I mean, I'm frustrated. I am frustrated today because I'm thinking we're in a good position in the league. We're not going yeah. down. We're at home against a Norwich team. Okay, that had had a good January, but they've got a match on Wednesday, which is far more important to them at home against Crystal Palace. And we just didn't turn up in the first half. You know, it's like they've got the flip-flops on. It's Connor Cody's 300s game as well as captain. And I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss. I mean, like, I was holding back from having a rant at the end of the game because I'm frustrated. My dad is 85. It's his lifelong dream, as people know, to go to an FA Cup final you know, your dad, you know, you, you know, is a bit younger than my dad. And I'm just like, how many opportunities do we have to spurn? We could have won this game and got into the last 16. We don't know how much further we got. But we just sur- seem to surrender it. And it was a bizarre goal. I mean, 
as well. I've watched it back, and to me, when you make that run that far in front of the near post, it's not to score, it's to get a flick on. And I think he's attempted to flick the ball on, but it's just ended up going in. Uh, I don't think they've designed a run that far wide to result in a header. It's kind of looped yeah. up and dropped him, but we had nobody on the back post as well. And there's no one there. It's a freak goal. We don't concede many goals from um, open play. And that is... But, and it was literally, I'd say the last kick, but it was the, the last kick was the kickoff. Yeah. And then it was the and then it was whistle and I kind of like oh we'd have got to uh, and, and then when you give a, a team a goal advantage, you know we come out second half so much hungrier and had that goal. I mean we didn't have the luck. Pedence hits the inside of the post. It bounces straight back into the keeper. It could have gone anywhere, and it's a goal. I think they cleared one off the line, but we never really really created. There's a there's a there's a period at the start of the second half. Their first fifteen minutes. We were all over them, and I was thinking the goal surely would come, yeah. but they weathered the storm, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, I mean, what's worrying for me throughout the course of the season, really, our, our number nine, whoever that is, sometimes it's silver, but mainly it's Jimenez. He's not having chances to miss because he's not. There's not been any chances created for him. If you if you cast your mind back over the course of the season, how many chances has Jimenez missed? Maybe one or two. Yeah. There's just not enough chances being created. So therefore, um they're, they're really feeding off scraps. And what worries me a little bit as well is when we go behind in a game, that's like the worst thing that can happen because we struggle to score goals anyway. But teams then sit so deep. When we score first ourselves, we've only lost two points from winning All positions. And, and, and that's that's the key, isn't it, Paul? It, it's so, so frustrating. Yeah. We're going to be um, just let you know, we've got Manny up next. Um, we've got Josh Scott and we've got Millie uh, representing the ladies, making her debut. Paul, to finish off, give us your rating. Give us your Wolves Man of the Match nomination from the pundit side, and then we can see what you're going to throw into the hat. The first half would be like a four, I think, because it was just so tepid. Second half got a bit better, so I'll increase it to five based on that. Um, five rating. My, my eldest said that um, Dad really enjoyed watching Ruben Neves today. I thought his passing was great, and I think she makes a good point. I really, His passing was... One of the highlights of the game, some of those cross-field balls that he was doing. But I'd probably give man of the match to Max at the back because I actually think he could have played on his own at the back. He's, he's that good sometimes, you know. He's so strong, so quick, uses the ball well. Um, I don't think anyone was necessarily great today, but I'd pick out him as one of the better ones. So a five rating and uh, Pundit's man of the match from Paul is Max Kilman good shout. Let's see what the rest have. Uh, Paul, thanks for coming up. I, I know you wanted to get off first uh, today. It's brilliant. Let's hope Cheers, uh, Dave, yeah. uh, there will be a uh, bet we'll have more joy and less pain next at the next game. We've got two big games coming up, Arsenal and Tottenham, of course. Cheers, mate. Yeah, cheers. Maybe see you on, um, on Thursday at the Arsenal match, but if not, I'll be at uh, Tottenham on Sunday as well.
Brilliant. Looking forward to it. We'll have to catch up for that as well, mate. Nice one. Cheers, pal. Cheers. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. So that's Paul. Um, and, and next, delighted to say we've got Manny. How you doing, mate? Hi, how you doing? Um, horse. <laughs> mate, I, I mean... I gave it everything. I've got, I, I haven't I, got a voice left. Yeah, no. Have you been doing a lot of shouting today, Manny? Well, no, just sing. You know, I don't understand why people don't sing. I don't understand what's happened to the Molyneux crowd um, bar one or two moments this season. Um, the crowd has been really quiet, you know, considering, um, you know, we had no football for so long and um, uh, uh, we were so desperate to get back. Um, just just seems um, really flat. It wasn't like an electric um, atmosphere you'd expect um, at a, an FA Cup tie, you know. Well, I mean, remember that famous one, the quarterfinal against United? I mean, the atmosphere for that was in electric. Yeah, it? I mean, yeah, that was a quarterfinal and, you, you know, big matches like that you do get up for, but we need to get up for these matches as well, you know, and um, obviously nothing to do with the absolutely abject performance, you know, the players put in first half obviously you feed off that but we just didn't even start I, you know, I, I thought the crowd were, were all right i thought the first five minutes and the pre-match we seemed quite loud and then it just like you say it sort of, sort of like it was cold it was wet it was windy mm. the performance um was flat and i think that sort of fed to the crowd but obviously the crowd yep. have got a job once we came out second half and we were on the front foot it cut and it raised yeah. the as well. But I, I don't think I'm the first person to like, you know, the only person to mention um, several times this season. There is something like, you know, not, don't know whether people are split up and sitting in different areas or. or yeah, that's a good point. Don't know, you know, it just seems like even uh, around me, it can get really loud. And um, uh, even around me, there was a few characters who were probably missing who, who usually um, uh, join in, but people just. Um, you know, watching the game go on by. And I just think, you know, with someone like Ben Foster's comments, you know, um, this week where he talked about in his podcast about the Wolves crowd being the most vociferous crowd that he's ever faced and how... Did he say that? Yeah, he goes, it was so daunting and he fully expect a younger player, if if it was a younger goalkeeper, an inexperienced goalkeeper would have suffered at the hands of that crowd. And that because obviously we've got some history with him and we give him a lot of stick. And so it just shows you how much influence a really loud crowd has on, um, uh, you know, the opposition, if we, if we can get ourselves up for it. But let's get on to the game because, you know, yeah, yeah. this was 11 players. And let's be honest, they didn't turn up that first half. They were lethargic. They were slow. They were still on holiday in Dubai and wherever they went, you know. It just seemed um, disjointed, no urgency. Um, Norwich were poor. Norwich were really, really oh, poor. You know what, Manny? I think you're right. I mean, I, I, was, I looked at the first half, and as poor as we were, I thought we probably edged it, yeah. <laughs> even though we were really bad. I mean, I know they probably had the better chances, but like we controlled the game without. We were very passive. I thought we didn't seem to have any spark. Mm. Yeah, it was just, you know, like I said, it, it just didn't walking up to the ground and everything a cup tie you want to have a, an electric feel about it um 
about you know the whole thing and and then hopefully the team then goes on the front foot and and puts a few challenges in or takes a few shots or or whatever, and nothing happened and because nothing happened it just you know um uh, just went really flat and let's be honest it should have been nil nil half time the yeah. free kick was right where we sit and um it was taken from about 6 or 7 yards from the wrong place right. um it would it should have been closer to the corner. If it was close to the corner, he wouldn't be. They wouldn't yeah. have been able to whip the ball into the far post like yeah. that. So you know that was quite clear um, error. But again, defended not very well. I thought the defense did okay today um, overall, apart from that set piece. Um, Ruddy in goal. You know it, we're going to start comparing any goalkeeper to Jose Sar now, unfortunately, because. Yeah. Jose Sarr has been that brilliant. And he's one thing about Jose is he comes out and he claims and he he's really positive. And any other goalkeeper is not going to look like that because that's why he stands apart. So obviously you think, well, could he have, was it in his zone? Could he have come for it? Could it have been more positive? Could he have, you know, but it is what it is. And um, uh, it's just a goal. And, and second half, we, you could see they'd had a, a kick up the, the the backside came out with more intent and that's that point where you've just got to score when you you suddenly find a bit of a wind you've got to score and Pedence had the chance and hit the post and really should have buried it to be fair and then he had another chance where he sort of pulled out of shooting and tried to to move the ball rather than shooting so oh, yeah that was not long after was it and then he got yeah. closed down yeah I mean both of them were really good chances and uh, I always thought this game I think Paul's just mentioned it's always one of those games where the first goal is going to matter so much because of the way Norwich play. You know, um, to open them up, we need to score first. If they score first, then they can literally just try and, you know, backs to the wall and then we find it hard to break down. And it's not about having X player or Y player. We would just pour the players. If the players on the pitch have done all they can, done all they can to their maximum potential then you can say oh it's not working let's bring someone on uh, you know and those players didn't they didn't do it so um uh, what did you, you think know, about the decision to play den donker in a front three i think you know chikinia was on the bench and he's new but if he's good enough to be on the bench i would have just played him because that's his natural he position quite good when he came on i thought he was bright he was you know didn't, he looked he strong got, as well he was just direct he was just like get the ball and let's run and, and, and get the cross in. So, you know, that's what you want. That's what a winger is, you know, just direct and simple and effective. And um, uh, and he showed uh, he was one of the, you know, little bits that you brought out of the game and thought, oh, he's not that bad, you know, maybe we've um, found someone. And, um, you know, but apart from that, you know, just huffed and puffed after those pedence chances and just never really looked like um, getting... Um, uh, Anything, you know, anything and a final ball and, and whatever changes he made just didn't work. And again, you know, Ruddy, Ruddy made one fantastic save in the second half, but he was a bit of a spectator in the second half um, and we just well, didn't get the goal. He made one good save, actually. We've, yeah. got, we've got Jazza here, who's, uh, which is nice yeah. of him to join us. Jazza, uh, yeah. since Norwich fan, he said we thought they, this is from him, we were, we were lucky at times, time. yeah. Quality didn't try out. He wanted Norwich to lose so they could focus yeah. on the league. Best of luck. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, cup games are cup games. It doesn't matter who you play. You saw United, Middlesbrough, you saw 
Kidderminster, the fight they put up, the fight and Plymouth put up at Chelsea. Games are always levelers. They're always going to be really tough. You can't just say, oh, it's Norwich, bottom of the league, we should win. You've got to turn up. You've got to play well. You've got to defend well. You've got to pass the ball. You've got to find your play. You've got to do all the basics, right? If you don't do them, they'll still beat you. And a poor Norwich beat us. Remember, this isn't Norwich playing wonderful, amazing football to beat us. They were poor as well and they beat us, you know, um, with a goal that didn't look like coming. And, um, you know, um, we just, you know, couldn't score and it's been one of our problems for a number of seasons we seem to have started this this year in 2022 with a few goals um and so you you're always hopeful that we we, we can score on. yeah and carry it on and, and we didn't and it's just a real bad day at the office and the frustrating thing is it it's the cup and it means a lot to the fans it means a lot to the the city having a cup run and, and it's traditionally you know the FA cup the dream, you know, after the disappointments we've had recently and and not being anywhere near it in, in the past, you know, few decades, just to go out again like that, you know, after last year as well. It's just really disappointing. If you come and do everything, that's not a problem. If you do everything you can, play to your potential and you just didn't get that rub of the green, you can say, oh, well, it just wasn't our day. But today we sit here and think, oh, God, we just didn't turn up. And I, and I think yeah. that's the... Uh... The frustrating thing. Obviously, we've got to kick on. Uh, we've got Arsenal on Thursday. I take it you'll be at that. I don't, I don't know if you'll be at the Tottenham game. I'm guessing you're probably there for Tottenham on Sunday as well. Mm. Yeah, I'm not actually, believe it or not, I'm not there. We've got a very busy Sunday, um, so I can't make Sunday. Unfortunately, Sunday, two o'clock kickoffs are a nightmare. Oh, for me, yes, you, know? you said, didn't you? Um, if it was a home game, I might be able to make it. So we'll be there for Arsenal and hopefully the Arsenal away match as well. Um, uh, that's but, on the 24th now, hasn't yeah. it? The Arsenal you know, you've always got to balance things out. And we haven't lost since December the 11th. Uh, we would have won every game this season. Um, and we just had a poor, poor day at the office. Hopefully we can recover and go again and play more. And, you know, people like Neves and Martino and people like that, Pedenz, they know they can play better than that. Of course they do. So, you know, that's up to them to prove that they can and um, up to Bruno to get his team right. One thing I have to say, um, the player that I want to give a lot of kudos to is, you know, young Toti Gomez, brought in from nowhere in terms of we didn't know even that he was about. And he's come in three appearances and just looks so strong, so accomplished, so was fast. I'm surprised he got taken off and then Dendonka was dropped into the back three. Yeah, I think what, what happened there was, I think he, Bruno probably thought, shall I go four? And then he thought, OK, let's bring, bringing Toti off means that you can still go four because you can put Dendonka back in midfield if you wanted to. And um, uh, so uh, he probably thought it was a bit more flexible for him to make a change that way. But yeah, it was a little bit. But I don't think the defence had much to do anyway, um, in, especially in the second half. They were sort of, it, we did have an extra man and we didn't really look that much under threat, even when we went back to four early and, uh, you know, and we was trying to push the game on. But it just whimpered out, didn't it? It just, the time ran out and we just huffed and puffed and couldn't do what, Wow. We're supposed to do is score goals, especially at home. We should be scoring goals, and if you don't score goals, you don't win games. You know. 
Well, let's hope uh, we've got the I think to recoup, they've got to get top four now, so no pressure. Manny, uh, what, what's your yeah. performance rating? And who are you going to give your man of the match to? Performance rating, um, you know, it would have been three or four, but maybe raise it to a five. I don't know, um, just because of the second half, a little bit of a, a, um, a fight back, you know, but you're not going to win games if you're five out of ten or four out of ten. You might get a point if you're six out of ten, but you're not gonna, you know. So five out of ten. My man of the match, I am gonna get, actually give it to Toti Gomez, even though he got took off because he's he's like for me, it was like an old-fashioned Des Walker. <laughs> you're just like, never yeah. never gonna get past him. Um, he just wins the ball. He, people might say, oh, is he great at passing or distribution? But I always look at defenders and I think, can they defend? They can defend. We can work on someone, and and he can defend. Man, he can. He he's strong. He's powerful. He doesn't get out muscled. He puts a tackle in. He don't care, you know, about putting a tackle in him. Uh, so yeah. And just before we get on to Millie, who's going to make her debut, yeah. um, Andrew's asking, do you think um, Kundal should get uh, a game? I think that's a real mystery for us, isn't it, as fans? Because yesterday, Bruno Large in his press conference said that Luke Kundal could replace anybody and he's ready to replace anybody in midfield. That was really, really high praise for somebody who's yeah. never started a Premier League game. So yeah. either, either Bruno was on the magic mushrooms or um, uh, <laughs> he's, um, uh, you know, seen something in in Kundal that obviously, you know, he's highly talented, highly thought of. But to say How he can... Luke he's, I wouldn't say he was more than 20, 21, 22. I don't well, know. Yeah. But, but you know, to say that he could potentially step in for Neves and Matinho, and and it, we, we, he's ready for that right here, right now. That's a big statement to to make. Yeah. And so the managers obviously, you know, really confident in him. I sort of believe in Bruno Large because what he's done with all our players in the back line and midfield, he's made them better than last year. They've all improved. They can all defend. They can they can play better than last year. We proved that. We you know started the Premier League well considering the start we had. So let's go again, go Thursday. Um, hopefully, it's uh, obviously going to be slightly more open for us because Arsenal won't just sit back. They'll they'll come and expect to beat us. You know, they're, they're not a bad side. Um, so let's um, get the players like Pedence especially, you know, um, on the ball because he has got a bit of a trick on him. He is, you know, he's had a couple of good games against Arsenal and, um, you know, probably Raul, would say would be back and then you know Trinko people can say what they like about Trinko some of our best recent performances have been with him starting when he started at Brighton he, he really looked good um, in that game uh, the Brentford game the the one against um, sorry United you know he, he gave a lot of balance to the side and um, so I, I'd probably go Trinko Pedence and um, uh, and um, Raul and, yeah, I, I think that's if Trinko's recovered from COVID. Oh, yeah. I suppose, it's, down yeah, yeah. Five, it's down to five days, isn't it? So It is five days, so it not, depends. If he's fit and he's healthy and he's just got yeah. COVID and he's got no symptoms, he could be. But if he's, uh, yeah. he's he might symptoms. already be one or two days into it. We don't know. You know, hopefully he's, he's I don't know when he was diagnosed or when he no. was positive. So. Didn't see him um, on the training, though, video. So, so it might have been a couple of days. That's not. It might not to be too bad, you know. And you know, one thing, even if it, after international breaks, Wolves have never done well in this mid-season winter break. You know, what a rubbish idea it was because someone like Burnley hadn't even played for four weeks anyway with all the cancellations. You know, know. some teams didn't need a midweek 
mid-season break. So they could have, because of COVID, they could have cancelled the mid-season We were going so well as well at the time. But I, I know that yeah. it was good for the players to spend time with their families and stuff like that. But it kind of stopped a bit of a momentum and it just didn't happen today. But uh, absolutely, Luke Kundal says Katie is apparently 19 years of age. So well, There you go. I mean, that's high praise for a 19-year-old. But, you know, that's one thing we have to look at. We can look at the negatives about we didn't bring in enough cover for midfield. We didn't, you know, we've let Adama go. Okay, he wanted to go and it was a once-in-a-life opportunity for him to go and, and you can't stop in the way of somebody who doesn't want to be here and he made that clear. So, um but on the positive side, you know, the Luke Cundles, the Toti Omerses, bringing in Jose Sarr, improving um, Max Kilman, Sice and Cody looking unbelievably in, in defence. Both full-backs seem so strong defensively. Who did you play um, against Arsenal? Toti Gomez or Saiz? You know what? At the moment, I can't drop Toti Gomez. I just like him. I just think he's so yeah. strong and fast. And he's got the shirt. And that should be the way it is. Just because somebody's done well, shouldn't they haven't got a divine right to get their shirt back? Even Raul, if if Silva performs and score goals, even Raul, goals, yeah. you know, even Raul can't expect to just come back. And and um, so every position should always be like that. You shouldn't be an automatic oh, size is back, so we've got to put him back because that's the kind of thing that frustrates fans. We want to play players who are in form, who are playing here and now, and and you know. And I just think we should stick with him because he's, he's doing so well at the moment. He hasn't really done anything wrong. Um, no. It's up yes. down to Bruno. Whether If Bruno does bring Sice in, I don't think it's an issue because Tice has also done nothing wrong and they have defended very well, the three of them. So it's a good problem. They're, the pro they're the good problems we want to have. And it's we want those sort of problems in defence, then, because it was a problem. It was yeah. an issue before. And now we've, we've got Yerson coming back as well soon. Yeah. So it's. You've got years then coming back. You've got, you know, Johnny's back training. You've got Marcel. You've got, you know, you've got lots and lots of options in. And, and so that's frustrating that we haven't really got those options in midfield or, you know, in um, attack. We're just not hitting it off. You know, we, we, you know, we beat Brentford with Nevers and Matinho goals and, and, and players from other areas. So I scored at Brighton. So we, Matinho scored at United. Those People from other areas are stepping up, and now it's time for the the front three to step up and take ownership, and and you know, and and take some of the workload off off the others, and and hit the goals because the midfield won't always score, and the defenders won't always score, and that's where you need your number nines and your tens and elevens, whoever plays in those positions to to come up with the goods, and um, uh, you know, let's see. Well, loads, onto, of onto the, say, loads of people here are saying they've been very impressed with. Uh, with Toti Gones and yeah. uh, Neil White says, uh, can you believe Lambert signed Saiz? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, if, 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 if you can say whatever you like about Saiz and Cody, and they are from the days of, you know, almost pre Fosen, and, but um, they've improved and they've done so well. So if you want to buy a better defender than Cody or a better defender this season than Saiz, you're going to pay. Extreme last year, people were ready to like cast them both off, you know. Kilman, I think if Nuno had been here, probably would have gone. Kilman might have left, you know, yeah. And he's going to be worse, you know. So, I always look at both sides and think, yes, we should have got more in, yes, that you know, we why didn't we 
why is San, why is Giles gone if we're short? Why is him? Uh, yeah, you know, but, but then I look at, but hang on, they made the decision to change to Bruno. He's improved our players. Jose's heart, we've got one of the best goalkeepers we've seen down there. He's, um, you know, Silva looks stronger and big. So they are, they're also, Cody Gomez has come out of the blue. So you've got to give credit as well. Oh, well done. Credit for all bringing these people in. You can't just say, oh, you're rubbish. You know, you're not buying, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. Whether that's satisfactory for fans, that's, time will tell, that's our owners. If they want to take it slow and steady, that's what they want to do. Um, we've just got to see the proof in the pudding and, and they'll fall and die by the, you know, the decisions they make. And um, if I it doesn't work... Right. I think the next two games are going to be... Uh, are going to define our season against yeah. Arsenal and Tottenham. Yeah. Uh, if we get yeah. four points out of those, then mm-hmm. Europe's definitely on. Yeah, I think, you know, behind, be, go below the, the top three, then there's a little bit of a much of a muchness. You know, we beat West Ham, remember? We beat Man United, remember? You know, and so we should have beaten Spurs, let's be honest, you know. Well, so all, the, all those sides... And we beat all those. We batted all three sides very comfortably. So um, uh, uh, we're there. We're right there. With even with the limitations of our squad, and and you know Neto, God bless him. You know, if we can't really expect too much of him probably this season because he's still a month away. But Johnny coming back is is a big thing, and Huang's a couple of weeks away or what. So that you know, within a couple of weeks, hopefully we've got a few more options, and um, uh, we're still hanging in around that top. Well, that's it. When we get to sort of the middle of March and we've got games coming thick and fast, Mm. if we've got more options, it's just a shame we didn't have it today. Sadly, we're out the cup, mate. Um, And obviously, Manny's gone five and he's uh, another defender, Tote Gomez, uh, has been nominated. Thank you very, very much. No problem. And, uh, you know, I know you've got... uh, a lot, of, a lot of stuff to get on with now, so I appreciate yeah. you getting on, mate. Appreciate no problem, it. mate. Cheers. Thank you. Catch you later, buddy. Yeah. We'll, we'll need you, to mate. get that tennis game in soon. Yeah, we will, definitely. See you, mate. All right, catch you a bit. Bye. So that's Manny. Always makes some fantastic points, of course. Uh, do you agree with his points? Um, well, we're going to see. We've got a debut now from uh, Millie. Hello, Millie. Hi, Dave. You all right? Absolutely fantastic! You were at the game today, and yeah, it's very brilliant. Disappointed. A, I know it's brilliant to uh, to be able to get a female fan's perspective because there are a lot of uh, girls that really love their football that go to the game, and we need to get more women on the on the show. So thank you for making your debut tonight. I, I, you, I know you're a bit a little bit nervous, just a bit. Yeah, fantastic! So Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And where uh, where did you uh, sit today? Oh, I was top of the South Bank. Top of the South Bank. And who did you go with? I went with my dad. You went with your dad, did you? Fantastic. And uh, so you went with a lot of expectation, I guess, today. Yeah, very positive about the game when I went in. And um, you came out a little bit different, I'm guessing. Yeah, I was expecting to win. It was almost a guaranteed win, Dave. Well, I, well, yeah. So I, I, I must admit, I was expecting us to... Uh, I think that's why I'm so disappointed and frustrated because you just think this is a great opportunity today to progress into the last six yeah. in a home tie against a team that's more focused on staying up. And 
that's I think what the frustration is. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you play a bit of football yourself? I do, yeah. Oh right, so do you play for a ladies team? Yeah, I'm in development squad for Redditch. Oh, fantastic! And what position do you play? Defense. Oh, so you you defense, and so have you got a favourite player in the Wolves team? It's got to be Cody. So you love Cody, and of course, making his three yeah. hundredth appearance today. It was such a shame that the oh, poor no. performance didn't match. Yeah. So, um, I mean, what have you made of the season so far? I think we've had some good games. My favourite so far, I know it's the FA Cup, but it's got to be that Sheffield game. Front's yeah. on top, presents us having a field day. Shame we've knocked out to Norwich. I know, and you were expecting a bit more today, weren't you? Yeah, very disappointing. I think. So what, do you, what do you think went wrong today? First of all, Dendonka for me. What, what? Where was he playing there for? Uh, well, I've got to be honest, Millie, I'm, I was a bit baffled because when I saw the team sheet, I thought we were going to go a 3-5-2 with a three-man yeah. field. And, and then as I'm watching the game, it's like, Dendonka's playing in a front three. And he ain't a front three. He's a midfielder that can play defence. And he's a midfielder that can come up for set pieces and make runs. And he can, he's can. he got heading ability. And he can, he's, he's a, you know, he, he's tidy. You know, he, he's in the Belgium squad, but he ain't a forward. So No, I noticed in the second half it sort of changed to what I thought. I sort of trusted the process and hoped there was a goal coming. Yeah. And, um, I mean, who impressed you today within the, uh, within the you know, what players stood out for you? No one really, but in the first half, I think Neves was doing really well, passing it about a bit. Yeah, he made some good uh, long passes, didn't he? He really, uh, he really did. Yeah. And what have you made of um, of um, Fabio Silva's contribution? This not uh, great, this... very little. Do you think he just didn't have a lot to feed off, though? No, I, I just don't think he had a good game today. He didn't have a good game today at all. Not at all, no. Okay, and and in terms of like, what would you would you have changed anything at half time? Yeah, I would have changed the formation to the opposite where um, Dendonka was and put him back in midfield. A 3-5-2? Yeah. Because of the limited options with the wingers? Yeah. Do you know where Chan was today? Where who was? Chan. He Chan? Yeah. Well, he's, he's injured, isn't he? Oh, is he? I wonder where he was today. I thought you were going to tell me was that he was shopping in the bull ring or something. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you knew where he was and everything. So I'm fantastic. So Millie, I mean, what are you going to give it as a performance rating? I'm going to be a bit generous here because the new lad came on in the second half. He put some good crosses in. So yes. I'm going to take a positive from that. I'm going to give it a 5.5. That. When, 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 well, let's just take a step back here, Millie. When you're giving a performance rated a 5.5 and we're calling it positive, that is like not great. Is it a 5.5? I'm taking the new player away from a positive. That's the only positive I'm taking of the game now. It's very disappointing today. Absolutely. Well, the positives from the game, Cody's 300 appearance. Like you say, the chap that came on did really, really well. Who are you going to nominate for, uh, as a pundit? For your man of the match from the Wolves' point of view? I know he came off, but I want to give it to Totti Gomez. 
So you're agreeing with Manny with Teta Gomez? Yeah. Were you surprised to see him substituted? I was, yeah, because he was doing really well. Yeah, I was a bit surprised. I was more sort of surprised the fact that he substituted and then put Den Donker in the back three and then yeah. later on took uh, Den Donker off. So we've got two votes for uh, Totti Gomez. And have you got any final thoughts? Not really, no. I saw, I've heard a lot of people coming up from different areas. Obviously, it's dis disappointing for them. It's everyone's dream to get an FA Cup final, like you said, because you, of your dad as well. It's and how old are you, Millie? Disappointment all round. And, and how old are you, Millie? 17. So you're 17. So hopefully you've got years and years and years to get to an FA Cup final. That would, You've got plenty of time, so. haven't you? So hopefully we'll see that. But I, I want to see it in my dad's lifetime. And he's 85, you know, my dad. Um, I, I mean, and um, he's he's still able to go to the home games and, you know, and stuff like that. But he's... Uh, you know, it, it means a lot to him. He wants to get to an FA Cup final and sing goodbye with me. I th and I, I know if we ever got to that FA Cup final, and I hope and pray it does happen, I will be in tears when we sing goodbye with me because I'll be so proud to be to be there with Dad. And that's why I'm really upset, I think. Yeah. I mean, like all fans, you know, I'm upset and I'm disappointed and I'm frustrated and I'm a little bit niggled um, with the result today, but I, you know, for my dad, I think just because I know how much it means to him as well for us to do that, it's just like he's 85 and he's still healthy at the moment. And just how many more chances can we get? And we got so close a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, and last year we threw it away. And this year, you can't say he didn't play the strongest possible team, although I, no. I do think that the decision to play Den Donker on the right was strange. But we were, the players we were def definitely capable and good enough of it to get through, I reckon. Well, well, there you go. Sutton Lads wants to say, well done, Millie. Very thank well spoken. You. And have you enjoyed your debut? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, you come on again, will you? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely brilliant. Well, thank you for contributing. And if you've enjoyed Millie's contribution, smash a like on the video, please. And, um, you know, make sure you put some encouraging comments uh, for the young uh, lady here in the comments as well. That's absolutely brilliant. Thanks ever so much, Millie. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Speak soon, mate. Fantastic. So, because Scott, I know, doesn't mind, we're going to use him as the bookend again and because we've got Josh waiting and he's wearing his nice Castori shirt. <laughs> hi, Josh. Yeah, hi, Dave. Mate, I've missed having you on. Where have you been? It's gone from after game, staying out in the pub and then going back in the pub, back by, by home after that. And then I've just been getting back and God knows what time after games. And you mean you've been out? You've been out partying? Yeah. <laughs> well, we've missed having you on because I do like getting you on. So it's good to because uh, you you do make some good contributions, but you do need to make sure that one out of three games you're getting back a bit early for extra yeah. time, mate. Yeah. But, uh, you know, <laughs> for the um, Spurs game, it'll be on the Monday night. Yeah. So you'll be all right for that. So that's yeah. good. A lot of people here um, are saying, "Well done to Millie." And, you know, which is great. She's still watching, uh, which is fantastic. It's brilliant to have a young girl on because um, it is important to get female oh, fans' yeah. perspectives, isn't it, Josh? Definitely, definitely. When it's a like a male majority sport, absolutely. You need, you need females, and she plays, she plays in defence as well for uh, in the development squad for Reddish. And where were you sitting today? A uh, normal seat in the South Bank. All right, yeah, yeah, fantastic, yeah. and. Uh, what were your thoughts ahead of the game? 
I think it's something that we're all guilty of. You, when we, when my dad said the sound today, because he went and it, when they did the draw the other week, you think, oh, Norwich, bottom three at the time when the draw happened, they're not going to want to be in the cup much longer because they want to focus on the league. It's a dead cert, which I think we're all guilty of thinking of in games like that. And I think possibly the players were as well. Um, yeah. They thought that it was just going to be a walkover and it, it really wasn't and they didn't turn up. Oh, well... <laughs> I couldn't believe that first half, man. I mean, I, to be honest, I don't think Norwich were very good either. But I, yeah. I think we, it was a, the poor, but I thought we kind of like overall probably just edged it, even though we were bad. Mm. And then they had that goal at the just before hot, the half time. I yeah. think that was a killer goal, wasn't it? It proved to be yeah. the decisive goal. It was just 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 gutting because you always, you you always want a cup run and just just go as far as you can. Well, yeah, far as we can. We won one. We won one game, and we 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 went out on penalties in the uh, in the uh, the league cool. cup as well. It was just, it's just frustrating. Did you go with your dad today? So me and my brother, and then my mum and my dad were in the lower stable. Yeah. Uh, well, Gary Finley says um, I think that now a dark priority's got its make or break for Trinko. He needs to step up. Hmm. I think he has. I think. The, the... I think he comes under the bracket the same with Silver, I think, because he's got that price tag of twenty-five million on him if we if we buy him. I think there's a lot of expectation under it all. And uh, what, do you, what do you make? I mean, I know he didn't play today because he's annoyingly I, managed to get COVID mm, when we need him. I think he's been hit and miss when he when he decides when he can get hold of the ball. I think he's done all right. He just needs to be a bit more consistent. I think. Yeah, I think he's, he's got skill. Yeah. You can't make something happen, um, you know. But it's, it's I'm, I'm, I'm really so frustrated. What did you make of the? I mean, I've talked about this of the uh, the formation today and who, and who was playing in that formation. I wasn't surprised to see the midfield three. Well, it wasn't um, a midfield three, was it? Mm, but then Donker was making that run like you, but it was more times than not. He ended up on that right hand side, and he did yeah, the same at Brentford. Where he was pushed out to that right hand side constantly, um, I just didn't get the change. The the first sub did not get it at all. Why did he bring? Who did he bring on for Tauti? Was it Raul? Was wasn't it? Yeah. What, it why Raul on for Tati Gomez, which I thought was a bizarre. bizarre yeah, maybe maybe brother both said. I thought before. we were going to a back four. Yeah. Well, when and then Donker dropped in there. Yeah, we thought you'd take Den Donker off. And then move, obviously go to a, just stick with the five at the, the back, two in the middle, and the three up top. But then when he took um, Touty off, we said, "Oh, back four. That's exactly what Dendonka I thought. Off. And you saw Dendonka run back, and you're thinking, well, "Why didn't you just take Dendonka off?" And stop sides. Yeah, it was a weird was, one. That I was. saw that, but and then he took Dendonka off, and we did go to a back four. So I yeah. don't know why he didn't do that straight away. Yeah, you know what I mean, because. The other thing is, as well, if you're playing a front three, um, I mean, I mean, we had Hoover on, didn't we? The bench. I yeah. think we had Marcel on. To me, um, ain't Norrie could have played in a front three. He's more likely yeah, forward, yeah. his skills to play a front three role because he, he he has got that. I'd have preferred to have seen him there and Hoover behind if 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 or Marcel. I don't know, I don't know where Marcel yeah. is. He injured. Um, I can't remember who's on the bench or not. I, I know he's had, that, he's had that hit and miss calf injury the last few months again, which is what he had last year. 
Yeah, I'm going to try and have a look, see who was on the bench today. Hold on, mate. Thing. Just whilst I'm looking at that, just tell me about uh, what you think, uh, who impressed you today. Marcel was on the bench. Was he? Mm. Yeah. So you could have put Marcel on. Yeah, and pushed out Norrie. him on the left and push out, pushed out Norrie up mm. in the front three. We're going to do that because I think that would have been a more natural type of thing. Huber was on there as well. Yeah. And we had Chem Campbell on the bench. He didn't yeah. come on. Kundal was on there. Yeah, Cam Campbell was literally ready to come on at the end, wasn't he? And then he was uh, the whistle blew, and that was it. Well, left it a bit late, didn't he? Yeah, as always, left it a bit late. Yeah. Um, you know, so what have you felt about the season as a whole? Then I think it's been a good, a good season. Considering at the start of the season where Nuno had gone, Rui was going. There was talks of other players going. You were in that limbo period in July and August. You're thinking, what's going on? Bruno comes in, who's only really managed Benfica, who are one of the best teams in Portugal with a group group of players that can perform there every year. And you just think, was it going to go well? And like, you got all the pundits saying, oh, we're in a relegation scrap. But we've proved them, we've proved them all wrong. We really have. No worries of relegation. I mean, no. one more win, I think we're safe anyway. Yeah, I, I think 32 will do it. Who do you think is going to go down then? I was on a this year yesterday with my brother, and I said, but I think Burnley are gone. I think they. You really gone. think Burnley are yeah. gone? Do they have got like three games four, in hand? Four, four games in hand, yeah. And I think one of them is. I know people say it's better to have the points, but if they get something yeah. out of that, they got a good result the other day, a draw against Arsenal, didn't they? Yeah, and they didn't they draw? Did they play Watford today? I don't know. Did they play yeah, Watford? Yeah, they did. Today? Drew 0-0. So that was a nil-nil draw, was it? So they yep. get two draws. So what does that do to the table? I think they're still bottom, I think. Let's have a quick uh, yeah. have a quick look. Yeah, Burnley's uh, still bottom on 13. Newcastle 15, Watford 15. Yeah, Norwich, 15. So but Burnley have got three three games in hand on Norwich, two yeah. games in hand on uh, Newcastle and Watford. It really wasn't the, the best result for Watford, was it? No. You know... Probably for that someone like Newcastle and Norwich has probably mm. suits them quite well. A draw, nil nil yeah. draw. I I think Everton could get dragged into it, depending yeah. on how well Frank does. Yeah, I know you're going about Everton, but they've just had Deli Alley and yeah. Van der Berg that's gone there. They've got the new manager bounce. Did they beat mm. Brentford in the cup? Uh, I think they did. I, I think they did. <laughs> just having a just having a look. Well, I, feel, I think Burnley after that that last. Two places are going to be between Norwich, Watford, and Newcastle. I think. So who do you, are you calling it then? I'm going to say the bottom three as it is now. You think Newcastle, Newcastle will go? Newcastle and Watford to swap. Interesting. It'd be, be, it'd be crazy at Newcastle go with mm. all the money they've spent, but it can happen. It just, it's because they've spent a load of money. Doesn't necessarily get yeah. a guarantee, does it? Um, so anyway, mate, let's go back to our game. Yeah. I want to hear your <laughs> performance rating. And your pundit man of the match? I'm gonna have to go for a five because we just there was just something missing today from everybody. There just didn't seem to be that fight. Um, five. But the um, so five for the for the rating. The man of the match has got to be for um, Samada. I think that work he does down that right hand side when he gets well, from the Neves eight ball. I think the last few games and today again he's shown again that he's he's, he's really stepped up this year. Yeah, I thought so, so we've got Totti Gomez, Max Kilman, 
and Samedo um, as the nominations. We've got just Scott uh, coming up, who's literally warming up with his wallpaper in the background at the, in the green room at the moment, smiling away. Um, and final thoughts, looking ahead to Tottenham and Arsenal coming up. Tough run of games again now. Um, I say I think Arsenal, we've got to go there and at least get a... Uh, Spurs first, isn't it? No, is it Arsenal no, first? No, it's Arsenal first on Thursday. Yeah. Home on game. Thursday at home. We, we've, got a, we've got a good touchwood. We usually have a good record against them in the last few years. And, um, we've got them twice in the matter of two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm hoping we can get something from Arsenal. Spurs, I think, may be a bit tricky. Um, but yet again, they, they could be there there for the taking, depending on which Spurs turn up. And depending on which Wolves turn up as well. Yeah. We do like a challenge. Yeah. We yeah. do like rising our game. I've got a, I, I'm hoping we're going to get four points out of these next two yeah. games. I think if we lose both, I think uh, that's going to be a big blow. So we've got to we've got to bounce back. We've got to get on the front foot. We can't let Arsenal control the game yeah. or Tottenham. Win the Arsenal game, we can go to Tottenham and have a real pop. Yeah, because we can go above both of them from that. And then we've got West Ham after that, or Leicester. So uh, absolute key games coming up. If we can come yeah. through, it, you know, if we come through those and we're still in touching distance of, uh, you know, a European spot and, you know, yeah. win both games and you've got, you, you have to st realistically start thinking Wolves can make top four. Yeah. I mean, what we could. Yeah. I know it's the hope that kills you because that's like Wolves, isn't it? You built the <laughs> yeah. hope of the FA Cup Rolls and then a comes along and bumps it. But I think Michael Lawrence has hit the nail on the head with two or three quality signings away from having a team to challenge yeah. top six. I'd say top four. Yeah. Had a break, lost momentum, heads down, we go again to get Matt Sarkness. I think we are two or three signings away yeah. from having a really, 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 mm. really strong squad. Saying that we keep the players that we've got, yeah, at, at the moment, and I, I think, think that's an attacking a we all know that, though, don't we? Mm. I think an attacking centre midfield is an absolute necessity in the summer. Absolutely, well, absolutely, and, we, and uh, it's going to be a lot of speculation in the summer about yeah. Ruben Neves. Yeah, and for me, he's someone that can't go for anything less than sixty million. Oh yeah, definitely. Me and my brother have been on about this. You look at Declan Rice has been quoted at hundred million today. Because he's British and English, yeah. So Neves is to me is every bit as good, yeah. But it's because he's Portuguese. But I mean, you've got to be looking at least sixty north, million. North, and north for sixty. Yeah, I hope he signs a new contract, but we'll see. But mm. we need to get European football to yeah. otherwise. Yeah. I think he could he could be off. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Josh, thank you. Please don't leave it so long before coming back on the show <laughs> again. No. Um, you know, you you know, you've got uh, you've got a contract. You've got to do so many shows, and uh, you'll have a hundred percent increase on your uh, on your wages. Hundred <laughs> percent increase on nothing, nothing in it. Where do I sign? <laughs> uh, well, you know, we'll, just as long as you're not stolen off, uh, you will get you. Uh, hopefully, you can come up, come on after the Monday night after the Tottenham yeah. game because it'll be a late one getting back so it'll definitely be on Monday night extra time will be for that Brilliant. and we will be looking back at both the Arsenal and the Tottenham game for that one because there's a short turnaround yeah, uh, between uh, Arsenal and of course uh, Tottenham so we uh, very unlikely we'll do an extra time show yeah. um, because I've got to get the match vlog out and then I've got to do the preview yeah. in between the two so we'll be looking back at both those games so it'd be good to get your, your feedback on that yep I'll be on I'll be on 
<laughs> Adrian Whiff, which is a set about Nevis, north of 80 million, and there's an argument for that as well. <laughs> All right. Cheers, Josh. Yeah, cheers, Dave. Thank you very much. Yeah, cheers, man. Bye. Uh, that's Josh. Uh, brilliant to hear his views. And our traditional bookend is back. He don't mind coming on last, Scott. He quite likes it, I think. The final yeah. word. I don't, I don't mind it. I like listening to everybody else's opinions. So. Yeah, you can sort of prepare what you're going to say, can't you? And mm. everything. And um, how are you? I was good until I watched that game. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Josh, great takes. He said, um, F1 says, hi, Scott. Beam Scotty up. Adrian Richard says. I bet you've had that said a few times. Yeah, loads of times. Yeah. Um, but I get it a lot worse if people knew my middle name. What's your middle name? That I'm not going to say on YouTube. <laughs> Mate, just between me and you. Okay, once the camera starts rolling, yeah, sure, I'll tell you. <laughs> All right, that's fair enough. You heard it here first, but I'll have to not say. There you go. If anybody could get it in the comment, uh, comments, it's actually a famous singer who's no longer with us. So a famous singer? That's, and that's all I'm giving. Is that Elvis? Oh, God, no. No, ain't that extravaganza. Producer guest for Elvis. So, guys, we do need to be... Uh, we do need to be trying to guess Scott's middle name. And the first clue is a famous singer that is no longer with us. And it's, um, his, it's, it's his full name as well, his first name and his surname. Are you serious? Because technically... I'm named after my granddad and my dad, but together they form this singer's name. So, yeah. Um, oh, that's quite interesting. What's the, what's the, uh, the big O's name? Um, Roy Orbison. You're not Roy Orbison, are you? No, my mum was a big fan of his, but no, I'm not named. We've got um, Michael Jackson. No. <laughs> John Lennon. No. Keep it coming, guys. <laughs> Scott, where were you sitting today, or did you did you get managed to go today? Uh, I was going to go today, but the missus had to work, so I gave away my ticket and stayed at home and literally found a link, which was the weirdest link in the world. No commentary. Yeah. All all you could hear was like rustling. You couldn't even hear the sound of the like the pitch or anything or the fans. Couldn't hear nothing. Was it like a tumbleweed that was blowing around? Well, the way we were playing as well, yeah, definitely. Um, it was it wasn't the greatest game of football under Bruno. Um, at the same time, especially when we was doing the transfer thing, and we were saying like, you know, you said, "How far do you reckon we'd go in the cup?" I said, "We'd go all the way and win it." But yeah. the team that turned up today had no intention of winning anything. Well, it was disappointing. Just before we get on to their Merv Bennett's gone David Bowie. Oh. A Sarah Winston's gone Keith Richards. Oh. Uh, Freddie Mercury from Chaotic. <laughs> no. George Michael, Arsenal for life. Yes. George Michael, Arsenal. It's a bloody Arsenal fan, eh, that's gone and won it as well. <laughs> what, what, we do, what, 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 what does he win as a prize? Um, round of applause. Thank you. Well done. A round of applause, Arsenal for life. Uh, I would have liked it to have been this one, Pat Benatar, but never mind. 
Fantastic. So, yeah, you've got a weird stream. So what was your take on the match from not being in the stadium watching a stream that's got tumbleweed music over the top? I wouldn't have minded if the, if we, we played well, but the first half especially was just dismal to watch. It was it was boring. Um, Norwich looked like they were in a higher position in the league than we did, the way they were playing. Um, it's just It was just frustrating. I thought in the second half he'll he'll do some changes, give them the kick up the rear that they need, and second half we did attack more, we did have more chances, but again it just I don't know it just felt it just felt like there was no no way we were going to score at all. And to be honest, like I think somebody mentioned it in the comments, Saar brings so much to the team from an attacking sense, and I think we missed that today. Um, though Ruddy did pull off some good saves, he made a really good save in the second half at, at one oh, nil. Yeah. I thought when he saved that, I thought oh, maybe that's the that's the, the catalyst. We'll get the goal now. Well, that was the thing. I thought maybe you know he'll turn in our favour with us getting more chances in the second half and him pulling off a save like that. I thought maybe, but just I don't know. Like it's for me, at the minute, kills you, Scott. It's the hope that kills you. Yeah, it, it's 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 one of them. Like with Bruno and the with the way he plays and the fact that he's come out and said that he he really does want to take the cup and go for it. I just, I don't know. I just, like you said, like, I think some of them were still on the beach. Do you know what I mean? It was so disappointing that first half. I was like, I don't know, Manny said what's happened to the Molyneux crowd, but I thought for the first five minutes, I thought we were, you know, the pre-match, it was quite, but then when it's so flat from the players, it's some t- and it's cold and windy and wet. You, you know, as soon as we started creating something in the second half, the crowd were right there, and the crowd did try to get, but it, it was it just was a flat all over. I mean that I mean, and that goal right at the end of the first half was a real sucker punch when it happened, and uh, I think had we got in a nil nil, we would have probably have gone on to win the game, but when they were one nil, and then that chance from. Um, Daniel Pedent when he hits the inside of the post and he hit, comes back to the keeper, you know, either side of the keeper is the Wolves player running into tap for a tap in, but you know it just you just felt I just felt that we weren't going to score I just felt it, and it was the case. It, it's one then when you see chances like the Podence one where on another day it might have bounced off the back of the keeper and gone in, it just it just weren't our day like there was a good ball. I can't remember who put it in now. And Silver met it with his head and he went yeah. flying over the crossbar. And if it was a bit lower, I don't think the keeper would have got to it. No. And he just he just summed it up. That was the way it was. And then there was one instance near the end where Jimenez got to got the ball and he hit it and he was nowhere near the goal. And I'm thinking, well, if Jimenez can't even get it on target, we've got no chance of scoring. Yeah, that was uh, when he, he, uh, he literally pulled it, didn't he? The one, the one thing while I've been watching the show as well, like when you've asked people for their man in the match, like I honestly have been thinking, who who would I give it to? Like, it well, just you, wasn't... Make, you are a pundit, so you are going to have to come up with one. The only the only one that stood out for me was Samedo. He he literally was the only one. Like he he fought for every ball. He was trying to create stuff. Like that tackle, um, that he made when the their player was one on one with Ruddy was just brilliant. Like it was a great tackle because otherwise that that like, yeah. player 
had all the time in the world. It gets, that wrong. It's a, it's, it gets it wrong. It's a penalty, isn't it? Exactly, so, yeah. guys, we do need to be voting. Uh, we've got Totti Gomez, two votes. We've got Max Kilman one vote. We've got Nelson Semedo, two votes. I went with uh, Ait Nori because I thought he had a good game as well. So, if you can start putting the votes down, who you're voting for as the people's man of the match, you may struggle. And then the producer, it might be close today, and the producer will tot it up and we'll uh, we'll do a total. Um, it's all it's harder to pick one when you've got a game go the way that one did. Because literally nobody was at the races today. There were spells from certain individuals, like never spreading the ball, you know, glimpses from silver even. But it, again, it's just, it was... It just wasn't great to watch. The first the first half killed me off, especially when they scored. When they scored, it was like you're deflating already because the performance, but when they score, you're like, oh, no. That's why you're hoping for a better second half. And as much as we did attack more and probably had more of the possession than they did, it's still just with shots like the Paladins one, you just know it ain't going your way that day. And when he said four minutes injury time, I'm begging for something to happen. Like when Ruddy went up, I thought maybe. And then Jimenez hits it and it's nowhere near the goal. Yeah, I mean, it was front. I mean, did you have a surprise that you saw Dendonka playing in a front three? Yeah, that, that did puzzle me. I thought maybe it's, I don't know, something they've tried in training. Like, but I don't know. Like, Dendonka gets a lot of stick. Um. He does get a lot of stick, which is a bit unfair sometimes. Well, it's not a bit of a language style. You can't really just... give him stick for today if he's been played in a position where we've never seen him play before. Like, I just don't get the logic why he was there. Like, it surprised me that Jimenez was on the bench to begin with. Because I thought I if you're going to really... I that Jimenez was on the bench. I thought he would be. Um, but I didn't think he'd start... And, and when he came on, he put, did put himself about. But again, it comes back to that thing where, you know, when he comes on, you're thinking he'll he'll do something here. And again, it just, it just weren't going our way. The rubber the green just weren't going our way. Norwich, I've got to give credit Norwich. Norwich defended really well that second half. They did. Really Don't well. forget to get everyone to get your votes in. It's Totti Gomez, Semedo. Um, oh, we do have Jack coming. You're not going to be the bookend. Jack's back in a minute, so we're going to have another one. We've got Jack just coming in the thing, so uh, we might have another nomination, but um, the producer's going to be touting up all the votes because we've got um, Totti Gomez, Kilman, and um, Ain't Norrie, and, of course, Semedo as well. I, I, I thought, yes, mate, it was, uh, it was really, really frustrating. I mean... You know, I mean, I was surprised Totti Gomez came off. But we have to do, we, I mean, Conor Cody's 300th game now, that's something to say, to, to be positive about. He's come a long way, Cody has. A lot, a long way. Especially when he first joined, he wasn't even a defender, he was a midfielder. And then he's gone from being a midfielder to being like the heart of the defence, the captain of the, the club, and a great role model for anybody out there. And he's gone on to perform for England as well. The guy's just... The guy's just getting better as he goes on. And he's walls through and through. Like Ruben Neves, for me, is walls through and through. Well, Them Neves' two... 200 games going to be coming up soon. I think he's done about 198 games now for Wolves. I, Jack will probably I, know. 
I honestly don't see Nevers and Cody going anywhere. Like, even if we don't get European football, I don't think they'll go anywhere. I think they'll stick with Wolves. I don't think I Cody do... will. Well, I think there's going to be a lot of clubs that have got money this this summer that are going to be really putting the pressure on Wolves to sell Ruben Nevers. I think, I think what will help us and ease some of the pressure on some of the players that we've got going is getting European football. And I'm hoping that this... This losing this cup game is a blessing in disguise, so we can right. focus on the, the only way I'm going to forgive them for losing this cup game is if we get top four, then it's all <laughs> forgiven. I want Champions League now. I'm not being serious. It's like my dad, my dad was upset. He's 85. We're knocked out. We should have got through. So if we're going to live, we've got to get we've got to get Champions League football. Am I, is, am I asking too much? I mean, come on. You you would have you would have betted on us getting through as well, especially with. Norwich was a good. Norwich at home was a good draw for us, a really good draw, especially with Norwich struggling the way they are in the league. So you would you would think like you know we'd really be up for this, we'd really go for this, but it just didn't happen. It it didn't happen. I, I mean I know I'm probably being deluded, but I think it would be nice. I mean, I think I I definitely want to get top six. Um. You know, I, I thought, know the, I stupid, we'll the stupid computer says we're going to be eighth. See, I think I still think we'll get seventh again. I reckon we'll get seventh again, and I reckon we'll go into the Europa League. Do we get to the Europa League for coming seventh, or do we get into the into the Coco the we, Clown League? I think it's through the Conference League, yeah, but again, I'm still confident we'll get through that. Okay. But again, yeah. it all comes down to the summer. We need to invest in some good signings. We we do. I, I know I've got a feeling we'll go big in the summer, but we'll see. Scott, final thoughts at looking ahead to Tottenham and Arsenal. What are you thinking ahead? Again, like I've, I've said in previous videos, I, I'm more confident that they won't score past us than we than I'm than I am us scoring past them. However, it's Arsenal. I fancy us against Arsenal any day of the week, and with Tottenham, that's. That's probably the one I'm more um, thinking that we'll probably get a draw out of because Tottenham under Conte, and Conte is an amazing manager, um, anything can happen. But Arsenal, I'll take, take three points from Arsenal any day. Yeah, well, let's hope we can take three points off Tottenham as well because that would be nice, super nice. Right, Scott, we're going to move on to Jack. Um, thank you for not being the bookend today. Jack's nominated himself as the, the bookend to come on last today. He's been drowning his sorrows in the pub. I reckon this is going to be really, really interesting to see what Jack's got to say. Cheers, mate. No worries. All the best, guys. Always walls. Always walls, mate. So that is Scott, fresh from the pub, I'm sure, is Jack. Jack messaged me. He says, I'm drowning my sorrows. I, I might get on last. Mate, you were like five minutes from missing the cut and then you pop up. You know, you like a late saviour, a late goal. We could have done with one of them today. Absolutely, yeah. Super sub right at the end there to nick it, but uh, wasn't to be, was it? Which no. pub have you been drowning your uh, uh, drowning your sorrows in? The Royal George in Willanore. Fantastic Royal place George. if anyone ever wants to go there. Fantastic. I thoroughly recommend it. Well, Josh Woodbury said, if the top five win both cups, I think he means, six... FA Cup gets you Europa League seventh. League Cup gets Europa Conference seventh. Gets Europa Conference. 
Do you want Europa Conference or Europa League? Either. Let's home. be honest. We, we ain't in any position to be fussy, are we? I think from, from I, where I we've come from. I, want, I don't want either of them. I want Champions League. I'm just... Listen, I'm just Euro, Europa Con- you look at the teams in the Europa Conference, right? If we were in there, we'd be one of the strongest teams there. So, to be honest, you just want us to win something, mate. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the point, isn't it? You know... People are getting a little bit giddy, aren't they? Talking about Champions League and, and this, that, Is that, that. me getting a bit giddy? Woohoo! <laughs> Probably am. I'm not yeah. being giddy. I'm just joking. I don't think uh, realistically that ain't going to happen. But you, you know, win against Arsenal and Tottenham, and they're going to start talking about us. But listen, you've you've got a dream, game. haven't you? That's that's the point. You've got it. That's what football's all about. I was dreaming dream. about an FA. I mean, I was watching um, Kidderminster v West Ham before the game. Oh. And with, with a minute and a half to go, Kidderminster were about to knock West Ham out of the, the Premier League. Now, if you'd have asked any Kidderminster fan before the game, they wouldn't have given themselves even a prayer of a chance. And they came really close. And that's what football is. It's dreaming, isn't it? So, absolutely, we've got a dream about finishing the top four. But, you know, we, we can't turn our nose up at any kind of European competition, given that we were, you know, bottom half of the Championship five years ago. So, no, well, to be honest, like you say, if we do get into the Europa Conference League... We potentially would be one of the. I mean, I, I really do want us to win something. It's like I'll take the League Cup next year. I'll take the Europa Conference League. Uh, I really do want the FA Cup. I wouldn't mind winning all three, to be honest. In a, you know, but I mean, I'll take one. We just it'd be, be nice to win something. I think that's why I'm so disappointed today, because I mean, I think you feel the same. How how flat were you at that? The end. It's unbelievable. In fact, we were, we were in the in the pub, obviously, as you know, just and the, the uh, Brighton Tottenham game came on, and I said, I don't care about this one. I don't care about the draw tomorrow. I don't care about that. Done for me. The FA Cup's finished this year now. I'm not yeah. interested. I I watch the final and whatever as a neutral, and but I'm not in, I'm not invested in it anymore. As soon as we go out of the, the competition, that, that, that's it done really. And and today was a golden opportunity. If you could have handpicked a team for us to play today. It would have been Norwich at home, wouldn't it? You know they're struggling in the league. They were they were going to rest players, and they did. You know, and the crowd turned up today, didn't we? Thirty thousand seven hundred of us there, and the performance was so so poor. What do you put it down to, though, Jack? Why was it? Why did we play so blooming poorly, so passively? Because we were passive, and Norwich weren't any better. In the first half, and the the no. goal was just basically a balmy, stupid goal, flicked in, headed, over, looped over into the keeper. End of the game, end of the first half. It was like, oh, it's like why? I think even why they were surprised that it went in, weren't they? The way they celebrated. I think he tried to flick it on, didn't he? And got a bit too much on it, and it ended up in the in the bottom corner. But uh, do you know? I think t- tactically we were poor today, and and I've been singing Bruno's praises all season for his, his tactical knowledge and his in-game management. But today he got it wrong. If you look at the Norwich back four, particularly the back two, Hanley and Gibson, they're not quick. They not, don't read the game very well. They're not comfortable on the ball, but they are big and strong. And so to play long balls all first half into Pedence and Dendonka and Fabio was absolute nonsense. I'm not having that at all. That was a complete waste of time because we weren't going to win anything. And the one time that Dendonka did win a flick on, there was no one within 10 yards of him to pick up the second ball. No. The tactics were, were so poor today. Second half, we were better. We got a little bit more control. We, we kind of pushed a bit further up the pitch. We got into the game a little bit more, but still wasn't quite good enough. We hit the post second half, didn't we? Pedence, and there's a couple of other half chances. But if you look at that game as a whole, we didn't do enough to win the game. And that's the real disappoint, 
disappointing thing. If we'd have absolutely battered them and their keeper had had a worldie and we'd have hit the post and the bar, yeah, and then you off the line. Said, yeah, yeah, you, you don't that. want to go out as a whimper, do you? No, which is exactly what we did, you know. And it was it's so frustrating and, and disappointing. And and I and I, I don't know. I haven't seen your show obviously, but I, I'd imagine a lot of people are feeling the same. We've just blown an opportunity, an absolute golden opportunity to, to go and, and really have a go at the cup because where we are in the league, we, we're kind of comfortable comfortably where we are, aren't we? You know, we're not going to... We might push up one or two places if we can put a run together, but we're not going to shoot up the league and we're not going to tumble down either. We're really well-placed, aren't we? We could really have had a go at the cup this year. And we've... Uh, uh, to be fair, to, apart from the goalkeeper, which we'll probably come on to in a minute, that was as strong as team as we could have could have played today, and they just haven't performed, haven't turned up. And, and what did you let, think let of the starting lineup, though, Jack? What did you make of the starting line when you saw the team sheet, and then when you saw them playing? What did you make of it? I, I think the three-five-two works for us when we're playing at a Man City, a Liverpool, a Chelsea, those kind of teams. And we was can it kind a three-five-two of... though? Because it looked like a three-four-three to me. Because then well, well, it, it's a waste of time playing Dendonka in a front three. Because he can't play there, and I think it Bruno even said like, that in his interview we after though. the game. It looked as if we were playing three-four-three, three. but it, it, it's three-five-two, isn't it? Because Dendonk is a central midfielder; he's not a forward player. But he was always in the front of the, on the right-hand side of the three, wasn't he? Yeah, and he and he barely touched the ball, did he? Exactly. So I didn't get it. I was like, why no, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't understand why why we play. if we were playing away at the Etihad or Anfield or something. I get why Dendonka plays there because he can drop in and help the midfield, and he can also yeah. support the, the strikers when we when we're on the attack. But against Norwich, where you you want to dominate the ball and you want to create lots and lots of chances, he's not the man for me. It, it does it doesn't contribute enough. He's, he's not he's not quick enough or strong enough on the ball to kind of carry it with with any purpose or or any sort of threat. And and his, his aerial ability is okay, but the couple of times where he did win headers, he, he didn't really manage to to direct it to anyone or. or or getting enough on it, or sort of cushion it, if you like, for for Fabio or, or for for Pedence. I, I, I like I say, I just don't understand the tactics today. And 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 I'm a big fan of Bruno, and I think he's got a lot a lot of things right this season in terms of the way he set up games and the way we manage games. But today he got it so so badly wrong. Absolutely. And what did you make of the substitutions? Again, there's not a lot we could have done. Is that I mean. You know, I saw Campbell getting ready to come on towards the end, and he didn't come on, did he? You know, Kundal's on the bench who could maybe come on and, and do something. I liked Giacchino. I liked his little cameo. I thought there was a couple of really yeah. nice moments. There's a, a really good cross he played towards the end, and just no one gambled, which must be so frustrating as a as a winger when you sort of beat your man and put one across, and no one bothers to st- stretch for it or dive for it and try and get on the end of it. I'd have, I'd have personally had to put Rail on at half time because I think we, we were crying out just to particularly at one nil down, just to really sort of push on and, and try and force them back and, and try and, you know, try and get back in the game. And, and we sort of took nearly an hour, didn't it really, before you started to think, you know, we're coming into this now and, and you, you can't give yourself half an hour out of 90 minutes to play well and kind of expect to go through. It's just not going to happen. All made the, uh, a, a thing earlier on saying he's seen a bit of a trend of Wolves since the Man United game. We started slow every game. Yeah. We had that problem under under Nuno as well, didn't we? Where we we famously be sort of nil nil half time a lot of games and then sort of kick on second half. It works when it when it when you win it works and you think it's genius, but when it, when it doesn't work, you obviously start to question it. So I think sometimes it's coloured a little bit by the result. I mean, it was a, it was a non-event the first half really. I mean, Norwich weren't 
fantastic either, were they? In the first no, half, you know, we, we were so flat, and, and they were just as just as flat, really, weren't they? They obviously got the the goal from the set piece, which I'd like to see. I don't think it was a free kick, even it's on on the, on the left hand side. I'm not sure it was a free kick. The referee was 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 really poor today, wasn't he? So you know, but. It, it was just frustrating and, and like you say, the, the, the slow start is, is going to cost us because you think about the Brentford game, until the, the injury with the, the, the clash of heads, we were we were second best. Southampton had a really good 15-20 minute period, didn't they, against us at, at Molyneux until we sort of stepped up and then I think we got the penalty, didn't we, about that time and went 1-0 up and sort of and then controlled it from it. there. Sheffield United could have been a couple of goals up in the last round, couldn't they, early on against us and then we got the goal to go 1-0 up and then kicked on from there. If you play against like that against Arsenal, Tottenham, you know West Ham, Leicester, those games we've got coming up, they'll they'll be two or three in a look potentially before we even got going, and you give yourself a mountain to climb, and that that's that's the danger, isn't it? If you start slowly against those teams with those quality players, particularly in forward areas, you're not wrong. They'll punish you. What did you did you make? I've brought this up a couple of times, bro. Interesting to see your take on this. That he, when he took Tati Gomez off, I thought we were going to a back four, and then. Then Donka drops from the front three to the back three. I didn't get that either. I, I think if you're going to take Totti off, you, you probably, you know, play the back four, don't you? That's what I thought we were going to do. Yeah, which and we did Dendonka 10 minutes later, didn't we? So we kind of just sort of pushed. Yeah, and then he takes yeah. Den Donka off 10 minutes later. So why did he just not... I, I, it was bizarre, some of the substitutions. It, it reminded me a lot of when we played Brentford at home right at the start of the season. We had that sort of second half where they had a player sent off and then Bruno just emptied the bench, didn't he? We were playing like 1-1-8 by the end, weren't we? Everyone was pushed up front. You had Cody sitting deep and then someone else and then everyone else was just attacking their box. It was a little bit like we, we kind of lost structure a little bit in the second half. We were kind of like, we changed the formation to try and get back into the game, which I understand and I get, but you kind of, you can't go too far away from what you're about, if that makes sense. You've got to, yes, you can change the formation and the p- personnel, but you've got to have that, still got to have that structure and that way that you want to play has got to be there. Because if it's not there, then then you're going to lose your shape, you're going to lose your cohesion, you're going to lose your rhythm. And and we did struggle for, for rhythm, didn't we? Because whenever we sort of had an attack, there was a little bit took out the game and we didn't really put them under any pressure. We had isolated opportunities and little bits here and there where we had a bit of pressure, but we didn't really sustain it for the second half, did we? And I think the, the substitutions and the tactical shifts around kind of contributed to that in, in that way. I think you're right. So uh, what would you give it as a as a performance rating out of ten? Three. Whoa. Uh, it, it was it was awful. It, it, it you, you can't dress it up. Listen, we'll 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 come on here when we win and say how great we were and, and this, that and the other. So when we when we when we're as bad as that, we've got to be honest and we've got to say how poor we were. I thought we were really, really poor today. What would you give if you're giving this a three, yeah. What are you giving the first half? Because you've got to be giving the second half at least a five, I would have thought. Yeah, so what we're saying, one, one, one or two out of ten. Whoa! Honestly, that first half was. You've had a few fives was... tonight, but a three. I thought you might get four, but a three—that's well, a low uh, mark. Listen, I don't mind being the Craig Revelord and knocking the scores I'm down. I'm loving it, mate. I'm loving it. it. Honestly, uh, it, it was it was all dreadful, dreadful. Three. So that's a three, and um, use your man of the match nomination. Uh, the standout for me was Samedo. I thought he had a really good game. In amongst all the underperformers and people not quite at it, I thought Samedo was, was pretty good today. So there defensively you go, and, and going forward. So you got your final chance to get your votes in and then I'm going to get the... Uh, you got another three minutes and I'm going to get the, uh, the the overall vote from the producer. Samedo, Totti Gomez, Kilman, 
or eight Norrie. Uh, if now's your time to vote. If you haven't liked the video, do so now as well, whilst you've got the opportunity. Uh, Jack, let's have a quick look ahead uh, to um, Arsenal. I'm guessing you'll be for there for that. Tottenham, absolutely, you'll probably be yeah. there for that as well, won't you? What yeah, are your thoughts absolutely. ahead of these two games coming up? I think I think it's now pivotal, isn't it? This little run of fixtures we've got because it will tell us exactly where we are. You know, we've we've won a lot of games against teams below us this season, and we've lost quite a few against the teams above. Not always deserved, obviously, but we're now in a period where we're playing teams that we want to be finishing in and around. So we've got to really try and get points off these teams, haven't we? Particularly Arsenal, who I think we should be looking to try and finish above, aren't we? If we're being really honest, they're they're the kind of team we want to be trying to catch. So it's going to be an interesting because we've got them twice in two weeks, haven't we? So it's yeah, almost like playing yeah, a, yeah. a two-legged really cup tie cool. almost, isn't it? It's it's kind of going to have that feel, isn't it? Where we'll kind of be going down there in a week or so after we've played them at, at Molyneux. Two weeks, we've got them on Thursday and then the 24th, which is a Thursday night. Not yeah. an easy game to get to to do from a lot of people. A midweek game Thursday in, in North London. Yeah. But that, those two games, you know, win both. And we, we we should hopefully finish above them. If you lose both, it gives them. So it's it's key for both teams. And of course, sandwiched in between all around them, we've got uh, Tottenham, West Ham, and I think Leicester, isn't it? Leicester as well. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a really tricky run, isn't it? When you look at it on paper, it's kind of it's going to test the squad. It's going to test Bruno as a tactician, as a, a you know, it's going to test his bravery as a manager because there'll be difficult points in all those games, I'd imagine, and it'll be there'll be opportunities for him to. To affect the game positively, whether he can do that, whether he can, you know, change things from the bench. Obviously, his, his, his interview after the game, he was sort of saying he's, he's only got one winger and things like that, and so he's obviously not, still not satisfied with the balance of the squad. So it, 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 it it's going to be a tricky period. I think we're going to have to, if we come out of it relatively unscathed, I think it sets us up quite nicely because I think March and April, in terms of the fixtures, are, are, are quite favourable. And so then, we've got to, we've got to then, try and almost we'll sort of power through February, back. haven't we? And you know, Neto, Wang, Johnny Otto, Bolly, Yerson, they will all be. That I mean, I think Neto's still about a month away. Yeah, I mean, the injuries we've had this season have been have been poor, haven't they? In terms of key players in key positions, and it was a similar last year, wasn't it? We we never really at any point had our strongest eleven on the pitch, did we? Because we yeah. lost Rel for the majority of last season. And then, obviously, Neto missed the end of last season. Johnny missed massive chunks of the season. Bolly was sort of in and out of the team. And again, this year, you know, Rel's sort of been in and out, hasn't he? Not quite at his best. We've obviously lost Neto for the majority. In fact, all of it so far, sorry. Johnny the same. It, it's, it must be difficult because you'd imagine that Bruno will have an 11 in his head that he thinks is his strongest team. And he's probably not been able to play that at all this season because of injuries, COVID, this, that and the other. So, like I say, once I think once we get through February, if we run scathed and you know not we're not in damage limitation mode by any means. I think we, we can be positive and we can be brave and go and go and get results. But if we can get through February into March and April, you know when when the spring comes in and and you know all that kind of thing, and players come back and we can sort of really because you know going out of the cup is, is really disappointing and I think everyone's really frustrated and disappointed. But the yeah. one thing it does is that from now we've only got Premier League games. We've only got Premier League games, so we know exactly what we've got, exactly what we've got to do, and you know you, you can almost turn that into a positive, can't you? Because there will be teams that 
that um, have cup games and, and get, you know, fixture congestion and stuff. We shouldn't really have that too much because obviously we've got the Arsenal game rescheduled now. There's only the Watford, one to, well. Watford one to fit in. So, you know, we, we have got, you know, a, a relatively clear run, haven't we, from from now till, till the end of May. So, you know, that, that's something to be positive about in terms of, you know, controlling our future. We have got kind of very much a, a clear path ahead. Well, absolutely, mate. And I've some well spoken as well. I'm so glad that you got on. We do have the producer has sent me um, the results of the people's vote. And it says Samedo was winning, but Gomez has made a late comeback. Okay. And the people's vote has gone to Totti Gomez. Um, yeah. So that's who it's gone with. Uh, yeah, I, I thought he was good. To be fair, I mean, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that actually. And I think again, he, he's sort of come out of nowhere, hasn't he? He's five hundred thousand we paid for him two two years ago, mate. Eighteen months ago, yeah, I, I think he's done really well. And again, I think he was unlucky to come off today, wasn't he? I well, don't think he was, any, he, was, he was. He was no worse than Cody or Kilman, was he? In terms of you were going to bring someone off. So yeah, well, absolutely. I yeah. mean, it was a bit strange. It was funny. I think well. I've just got to get out our system. We've got a game again on Thursday night. If we turn up on Thursday night, we beat Arsenal and we play well, we'll all be feeling a lot better. Yeah. Um, so I just to uh, say thank you to you two uh, for getting on to finish us off. We've just gone past the hour and a half mark. Um, thanks to everyone that's been uh, in the chat today contributing. It's always a pleasure that you join us live uh, to contribute. Thanks to all of the pundits that have come on again and of course if you're watching this back on uh, on catch up please just smash a like on the video if you're new uh on youtube please subscribe but if you're listening back on the podcast as well i hope you've enjoyed this one uh, we will be back again next weekend it's probably unlikely that there'll be a, an extra time after arsenal because we've got a quick game it'll probably be looking back at both games on the monday night after uh, the Tottenham match to look back at these two fixtures. I'm sure Jack, you'll be in on that one. Be uh, yeah, we'll be talking. Yeah. We'll be talking about these two fixtures in one way or the other, and we'll either be like really positive, um, or Europe's looking unlikely, or we'll be it's still on. But we'll wait and see. Also, Let's just go. quickly, um, next Saturday the under 18s are at home at Molyneux against Tottenham in the Youth Cup. Be good to see some people getting there and supporting them. Absolutely, and what is it? Is it like? Um, is that like a knockout, or is it like a league? Yeah, it's it's knock straight knockout. Yeah, they're, they're doing really well. They're in. I think it's the fifth round. I think the next one's the quarter final as well. So they're they're pushing on towards the latter stages. So you know, it'd be good for one Wolves team to have a, a decent cup run, wouldn't it? So oh, well, be good. I be good for people to get and support the, uh, them. Wolves haven't won the FA Youth Cup in the past, haven't they? The, uh, yeah, nineteen fifty something like that. Yeah, long, long, it's, long it's a while ago. Yeah, been a long time since we've had a big run in that. So yeah, maybe, maybe we can get behind the under 18s and they can there we go. do something for us. That'd be nice. So yeah, well, and that's next Saturday at Molyneux. Yeah, fantastic. Right, cheers, Jack. Thanks to no everyone problem. who's contributed, and until the next one, uh, from myself and everyone else, always wolves. Always wolves. It's the 90th minute. 
all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.